0: You don't need a whole list of keywords, but you do need to understand why your users are choosing certain phrases to make their queries and incorporate the spirit of the why they're doing it into your copy. Welcome to Unmiss, your go-to digital marketing hub. I'm Anatoly Litovsky, here with expert tips and exclusive chats to boost your online game. Let's get started. Hello,
1: good people. Welcome to our show. Hello, bad people. Welcome (laughs) to our show. Hello, welcome. Today we are going to discuss more about SEO evolution. Because it's very important to update what you have to consider new technologies. Because SEO is a quickly changing world, We need to adapt fast. If you can't, then someone can replace you. And today we have this data. 5% of SEO specialists, content creators, marketers lost their jobs when ChatGPT appealed. It's not because of the stall. Not at all. It's because someone can adapt this tool and can replace others. So it's important to consider new technologies and think how you can adapt faster than others. I'm so excited to discuss a lot more with Jim Hedger. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing today? Big pleasure. Welcome you back one more time to learn from you. I love this experience. I need more value and I play a lot with SEO. I usually change what I have. And uh, I started in 2008, my digital journey. And since then I change everything. I don't use even one method. (laughs) How many times? (laughs) yeah it's like 15 years you know of experience and yeah we started in black hat SEO I didn't know other methods I I I searched on Google and found I need to buy links I need to uh, create content for search engines to put a lot of keywords and today I don't use even one method from this Uh, of course we changed because of Google because of competition and even you know I think even more about competition because uh, 15 years ago, Google was not smart. Of course, we could game the system, we could manipulate, but competition was low as well. Mm-hmm. Google didn't have enough choices. Today, Google has a lot of high quality content. Google can choose which websites to run. Two billion websites online, and all of them have a lot of pages, a trillion pages. And it's tough to be one from all this information, uh, to rank your website in the top 10. So many things are going on, uh, fast and we need to consider Jim, before we start, just tell more about yourself, experience, background, and anything that can help our listeners to learn more about you.
0: Okay. I've been around the web since the advent of the commercial web. I opened a cyber cafe in Victoria, British Columbia in 1994. Um, a year after the commercial web was introduced in uh, Western Canada, um, we had a T1 line. We were the fastest thing outside of universities and governments, and so every geek on the west coast um, flocked to the underground on ramp. Um, I didn't know a thing about the internet when I opened the, the cafe, but I got a uh, incredibly immersive lesson, and again from from some of the uh, some of the the the, the most uh, incredible innovators um stuart butterfield was one of our customers the guy who invented uh, flickr um these were the earliest days of the web so everything and anything was possible and we were developing this revolutionary new tool that was going to save the world and 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 eliminate uh eliminate um horrible employment we actually may have done that with uh with with AI, but I'll get to that later. You know, it's all the all the all the horrible work, the, the the soulless work that 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 people have to do may well be eliminated because of artificial intelligence, and that I think is a, a an amazing innovation for 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 people. So my experience has me going from the analog days of the early nineteen nineties to today, where we are literally creating. Um, opportunities to free the human spirit of drudge work. Um, I don't think it's actually what's gonna happen, but the potentials there. And we, we, we in that time uh, you, you said that your start you're, your career started in 2008 and you've changed what you've doing what you're doing substantially. My reaction to that was, well geez how many times because um, that's what the internet and that's what our industry is all about is change and adaptation to change. That said, I'm so glad you got in when you got in. I'm so glad I got in when I got in. I would be um, very concerned about younger people getting into the industry today because everything is changing so quickly and it's intimidating. And they mightn't realize that the rest of their careers, if they stay in search marketing, should SEO be a career moving forward? The rest of their careers is going to be about adapting to rapid change and sort of being the bridge between that change and people who want to benefit from that change, but don't have the time to study or learn as much as, as they should about it because they're running their own businesses. They have they have other stuff to do. That's that's where we come in. So yeah, that, that's my background. I've been an SEO forever um, since 1999, 2000. Uh, been through almost every major um i've been through i have literally been through every major google update because google came on the scene around 2000 um and uh became the most popular search engine around 2002 2003 and uh it's been an incredible ride since then mm-hmm. nice love it love it
1: and i agree that uh seo is only for someone who is willing to adapt and move fast. Mm -hmm. So, uh, for example, if you don't want, we have many occupations that don't demand such uh, movements like accounting. For example, my two brothers uh, still use calculators, spreadsheet in accounting. (laughs) Nothing changed since uh, 20 years. Uh, And um, of course, this niche can develop Date, but not like in SEO where you need to move much faster and if you're not willing with that find something else in SEO it's a must-have and uh, uh, Jim I want to ask about uh, uh, one aspect of SEO evolution that I learned many times about uh, focusing and priorities because in 2008 I had a team of specialists uh, who were responsible for almost everything. So one person could write text, uh, submit them, edit, even uh, create design, uh, buy links and also we got results with that. Today I have a big team. Someone who can create content plan, who can write content, who can edit, uh, draw design, submit, uh, develop, optimize. Uh, PR, link building, uh, it's like almost 10 people just for one piece of content. So can you tell how to focus when you need to handle many things today? Uh, So any tips about that?
0: Well, first of all, it depends the kind of business that that you're in in SEO. And that's one of the neat things about our industry is that it's so multifaceted. There are several different um, areas you can approach from. You've approached from from the uh, point of view of building an agency. And so to do that, you have to offer multiple types of services to um, really a wide array of clients that have a, a right array of, of client needs. So you need to make sure that you have as many bases covered as possible. You have to have the technical side covered. You have to have the content side covered. You got to have the e side covered. Um, uh, you got to have review writers or access to review writers, etc. There's, there's, there's um, the whole gamut of SEO skills need to be present in one way or another, either directly in your business or through a third-party consultancy. Other SEOs have set have set themselves up by specializing in certain areas. Um, I know of several people to this day who are who are um, specializing as um, link builders this is what they do they go out and they find relevant links that are going to benefit rather than act as a drag on your website um, I know people who are um, just getting into content development and figuring ways to use AI to with 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 great deal of human intervention to um, to, to write and deploy content um, so it really depends how you're approaching the industry I strongly recommend that people find an area that they specialize in and think about segmenting the uh, the industry into two areas um technical and content everything is a derivative of one of those two areas unless you're in the actual business administration side of the industry which is also you know critically important you don't have a sales staff or salesperson you, you don't got jobs um uh you're either but if you're an SEO you're either technical or doing content or something some some derivative thereof um, you as the agency owner needs to combine those um, skill sets but finding somebody who can be a great writer while also understanding how servers work how the internet works how information requests are processed um, who understand HTML render and uh, 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 Java render um, most writers don't get that. Most writers are incredible writers. They they can they can write content um, for long tail um, to score on on the new long tail uh, keywords or people are people are are speaking their search queries, um, but they don't technically know how the web works. Combining those two is really really difficult. Um, so specialization is good to find a niche in this marketplace if you're selling your skills. But if you're an agency, um, you kind of got to have your finger on all of those skill sets. Um, again, either by directly employing people or finding third party consultants who really do specialize in that uh, in that field. Mm-hmm. Nice. And
1: I can share what is my specialization in SEO. I'm Jack of all trades, <laughs> <Cheers>. <laughs> yeah. Because I I manage people. All of them can beat me in one side. You know, yeah. M- my main occupation is management. Uh, I I usually try myself everything. Uh, for example, when I started PR, I wrote a bunch of press releases. I pitched all of them. I got zero mentions, zero results, nothing. But iPhone, it's not like to read articles how it works. It's not like to watch videos, to learn. It's more about practice. You need to practice. You need to make your hands dirty even if you you fail. I I always fail, always. If I start something new, I start with failing without any results. I even don't build high expectations. So even I have this feeling, oh, I can earn this market. No, I can't. Uh, I I am patient, but uh, I can learn how it works. I can fail. then. I search for someone who can help with that and um, in PR, I found uh, a who can write press releases. Uh, we found someone who can handle uh, tools, uh, PR tools, uh, and we got mentions on CNN, Bloomberg, Goindesk, Business Insider, uh, many big websites in trading and investing niche. It's, it's tough to get links on these niches. Because uh, uh, a lot of fake, a lot of uh, scam on these niches. But if you use PR, right? If you share value, if you help journalists to bring something new, it works. But you can't do it without a great team. And you can't do it without knowing the process. So I, th- I recommend to anyone, just to make your hands dirty. Learn, fail, and go ahead. Cooperate with great experts. You can be a manager like me. You can specialize in one specific direction, like link building. And you mentioned about link building. I want to ask this question because it's important for me, for my audience. Uh, We see the last time that Google shares its diminishing role role of link building. It's not impact like many years ago, when Andre Lipitz said that it's in the top three ranking factors, probably uh, between first and second place. Today, Google uh, shared that it. Uh, link building is even it's not in the five best top
0: ranking factors what do you think about that well i mean that's hard that's first off it's really hard to say in given that every website is different and has a number of different factors going into it it's hard to say what is the most important seo technique to apply to any given situation google has um three trillion or so documents in its index so it has to kind of be general about stuff as an seo we have to be really specific about stuff because we have again individual clients with their unique needs link building passes critical energy from one relevant site to another but more importantly it passes information this site is um relevant to this website. And so you can make a, a, a connection between the services here or the goods and, or the ideas here and the ideas there. Um, that helps Google. The, and, and again, the, the, the more, the closer and more relevant the websites, the more relevant the information that's being passed from A to B as the link to the link recipient. Um, back in the, now, now Google's a much, much better at understanding content, understanding the intent of content, and understanding why this link with this anchor text points from page A to page B. Google's way better at understanding why that happens and and why that link was built. And if it's a link that's that's genuinely, quote unquote genuinely, meant to be helpful to the user, um, Google will give it um, uh, uh, a an energy boost for want of a better term. I, I dislike the term uh link juice or, or page I don't and I don't think page rank is especially relevant anymore given that the algorithm has has changed a gazillion ways since then. But links are still very important and they are really important to pass information about what about um why one page considers another page relevant. Um now, it's not the mid-2000s when you could solve any problem by throwing links at it. Um, Google will, for the most part, ignore irrelevant links, unless it gets massively link-bombed, in which case Google's Google says they won't, but Google has shown behavior that they will give less relevance to websites that have been massively link-bombed. Mm-hmm. Um, they say they don't, but evidence suggests otherwise. And what do you think about
1: mentions and no follow links? For example, I use PR. Mm -hmm. And um, if we speak about the classic SEO knowledge, uh, it doesn't impact. But I don't know how to get uh, links, do follow links from CNN, uh, Bloomberg. They usually mention your content and you are lucky on that if you get mentioned on cnn i think you are so lucky if you get no follow link from a business insider you are so lucky uh, to get these links but what about impact what do you think uh, is it good
0: idea to spend time to earn such links well, or okay. <laughs> a couple of things to keep in mind links don't just drive bot traffic links are designed to drive human traffic and if you get a link from bloomberg you've probably got x number of thousands of people reading that article some of whom will click that link you're getting traffic that's a good thing um, yeah. and you're getting traffic that sort of pre-qualified itself it read the article of bloomberg it's interested in the topic heck you're mentioned click they clicked you that's that's a very interested party that's a great link follow or no follow but as for, as for how Google thinks about this stuff, don't think about the energy you can get from the link. Think about the confirmation you can get, the information confirmation you can get from the link. Bloomberg says that your page is about this. Don't worry about any link juice or link energy you're getting from Bloomberg. Worry about Google saying, oh my goodness, that reference says this. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think even if
1: nobody clicks these links, uh, but someone can read content. They recognize your domain to memorize. And if they meet one more time, you can get much higher chance, you know, to get results because uh, you need to be like seven times before someone will consider you like uh, brand recognition. So yeah. it's okay. It's okay. Even without links for me, it's the same with social media. I think uh, social media links and mentions uh, are not direct impact. But I don't know how to get results without uh, having such uh, brand recognition in SEO. It probably indirect, but in fact, it's phenomenal. It's very important to have them.
0: The, we may be working in a digital world and we may be working with indexes and directories. And when, when you know we're looking for the 10 blue links and all that sort of stuff. but the basic rules of advertising have never stopped applying that like you said it takes like seven or eight times of seeing seven or eight iterations of seeing a brand name online before it starts getting embedded in somebody's head in the olden days before the internet when it was just TV commercials it was up to 21 plays of that commercial before the consumers started going okay I need to buy those cookies mm-hmm. The rules haven't changed. I mean, they may. we may live in, in, in a culture where everything moves faster. We live in an acceleration culture. But the same basic principles, gravity still applies. Advertising rules still apply. You put the idea in front of the consumer, you're getting the idea in the consumer's head. Any way you get the idea in the consumer's head is a good thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, uh, Jim,
1: <laughs> I, I wanna ask about writing uh, text, because texts are foundation of any content, Uh, the main part in SEO. So if you can share valuable text, you can create uh, great content. And uh, for example, if I need to uh, save money with creating content, I will never uh, neglect uh, writing great text. So I can uh, create basic design. Uh, to save money on that, like Wikipedia can do, Investopedia, many big websites. They have no great design, but they share valuable text. So for me, it's very important to write great text uh, in the beginning. Then if you have time, you can create a design for UX and something like this. But without great great text, you can't satisfy user intent. You can't even to get this user experience. I want to ask you about writing text for human being and optimizing for search engines uh, it's not like many years ago you need to submit a lot of keywords you know then google can recognize it uh, but i see two sides the first side google google can say you don't need to add any keywords we can recognize any intent we can recognize great text it's works. but as your experts can Tell no it, it doesn't work like this you need to optimize you need to add keywords but to do it smart can you tell how to find this balance to uh, write text for human beings and optimizing for search engines
0: okay, well i'm an old school writer which means when i write something it has to be torn apart and edited a million times over before i'm happy with it um i think people should take that kind of neurosis and that kind of skill set, I mean, it takes it is a real skill set to, to, to edit your own work over and over obsessively. But I think people should take that kind of neurosis, you got to be neurotic to do it. you got to take that neurosis and that skill set and add it to um, AI content. But let's face it, um, The much of the content we're going to be reading moving forward is going to be created by AI. So I want to address that first and then address uh, actual written content after. Um with AI, AI content, it's all about um, prompting, writing extraordinarily precise and increasingly precise prompts, um, and then editing the hell out of the output um, with, with real humans who really understand the topic. Remember um, expertise, um, uh, 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 authority, uh, trustworthiness, and experience, um, EEAT. Um, the bulk of content that is being put up on the web now is extraordinary. Again, Google just estimated they have like three trillion documents in their index, which is incidentally one of the reasons why Google is culling pages right now. They got way too much in their index. Three trillion is like some absurd um, breaking point. I don't know. but um, The volume of content is increasing exponentially. So AI, AI, you're in an you're in an arms race, and you need to use AI um, if you have very large, especially if you have like a large e-comm site. The important trick, though, uh, creating bulks of content is to edit the hell out of it and make sure that it reads well for humans. So writing for humans. Um, I don't believe Google when it says you don't need to incorporate uh, keywords, um, but you don't need to incorporate keywords the way we used to do it. Google can understand uh, context and meaning of a phrase. So when you do your keyword research, you want to look at like the top three or four um, phrases that are being used often, and you could mold those words and those ideas into your copy, and and as always, you want to mold ideas in early in this copy stream than then late in the copy stream um it used to be when you would, when we used to write you used to write you, you have your topic you have your body then you have your conclusion every paragraph can be its own essay at this point google is is happy to segment a page into topic 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 google and other search engines would prefer you stick to one topic per page but sometimes you can't do that um, in an interview, when in a wide-ranging interview like this. I'm going to jump all over the place, um, and when writing about, uh, uh, say, uh, financial options, there may be four or five options that um, are relevant to any given scenario, and you have to cover them in the in the sheet that you're writing up. Google is again is happy to segment that sheet, but you got to give it the tools to do it. You got to you got to tell it why each paragraph is relevant to itself or relevant to the rest of the content um, and any good writer can, can weave paragraphs together or make them stand on their own. Um, you don't need a whole list of keywords but you do need to understand why your users are choosing certain phrases to make their queries and incorporate the spirit of the why they're doing it into your copy. Google doesn't want a whole bunch of FAQs or simple answers to questions. Google does want answers to questions, but they don't want, because everyone's question is different. Everyone's question reflects what they themselves need. And we're moving into a world of hyper-personalization. So, you're never gonna hit every keyword query it's impossible but what you can do is hit the intent of keyword queries Why yeah. somebody writing it this way get the words like again look at the the, the top four or five uh, queries that drive traffic to a page and depending on the impression volume like start writing those words and those phrases into your copy but you don't need to have a whole list of stuff that you hammer on obsessively and hit every mark that's um you're ranking so you're you're attracting traffic to concepts not ranking for keywords anymore used to be that we ranked for keywords we we, we needed to be in the top three or the top five for a whole list of. I, I got top five for 150 keywords for that client i'm so proud of myself doesn't work that way anymore now it's yeah. now it's like i'm driving 100 percent more traffic by hitting on these concepts
1: nice jim you started your SEO journey in 2000, even before. Uh, And uh, at that time, I think we knew about AI from uh, movies like Terminator (laughs) Matrix. (laughs) So yeah, and in most cases, humans uh, uh, were fighting with Terminators. (laughs) We'll see. I don't know what kind of future will be. Probably we will fight like in these movies, probably something Uh, will change, Uh, but uh, I want to ask about today. Uh, I think AI is a Mm must-have. You mentioned about AI, and I use AI a lot. I grew my projects with AI. I even don't care about uh, if AI detectors or other tools can tell it's AI written. If it's quality, Google doesn't care. and uh, I I check with my projects. Uh, uh, I even use... um, AI editing on ChatGPT uh, to uh, to share press releases. Uh, if CNN can accept your information, it means it's quality. You know these people know what quality means. So I want to ask about AI. Uh, okay, uh, we need to use this AI tool today. It's it must have. But we need to use it smart. For example, if you ask me to write any article about weight loss, about online games, with AI. I can't create great content because I don't play games. I uh, I don't help people to lose weight. Um, I lost my, my weight by the way, uh, like three years ago. Uh, I did it, but that was personal experience. I'm not sure it can help others with my personal story. So, but it depends. But uh, I want to ask you how to use AI in the smart way. I mean, like. Uh, do we need to know the topic, and uh, if we know the topic, how to use AI to craft great content?
0: Well, again, number one, it comes down uh, to the prompts. Um, the old there's an old saying in uh, in, in tech: uh, garbage in, garbage out. So yeah. you have to number one, you have to accept that your initial experiments with AI written content is going to be crap. Um, have you ever have you ever read the poetry you wrote in high school? Um, it was crap. Um, much, much, much the same. The first stuff you do with AI is gonna be awful. I mean, it's going to be, get used to it, but don't let that stop you, play with it, enhance it. Um, perhaps the refining of prompting can be thought of as the initial editing of, a, of an article back in the in the olden days of say three years ago. Um, now you refine your prompts you you make you 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 add a couple keywords here you add a, a long tail sentence there to the prompt and you get a, a slightly different output in the writing and then again you have to edit the heck out of it um at the back end to ensure that this is actually factual that is actually helpful and that it's written in a way that moves the user from the beginning of the page to some conversion point because that's what we're doing here we're trying to sell soap or Bobbles or blue widgets or whatever, we're moving our users to a conversion, whatever that conversion means to our clients, uh, be it lead gen or the actual selling of a product. And um, the content has to do all of these things. It has to be useful to the user. It has to give uh, them the information that they came for. And Google really wants to see you actively helping the user move from the how they landed on this page somehow, where are they going? Are they going to a conversion? Or are they going to an exit? What's the appropriate thing for the user to do after, they're, after they've consumed the information on your page? Is your content helping them do that? And that content will score well with Google. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you nice. need to create it. Because, again, you're in an arms race right now. You need as much content as you can get, but the content's got to be good or Google's yeah. simply going to ignore it. Crawled, yeah. discovered, but or crawled, but not uh, indexed discovered but not crawled that kind of crap
1: yeah i usually don't touch topics if we can't print something much better so if i feel that i can create one more piece of content but value is the same i don't touch them (laughs) we have many other topics uh where we can update obsolete content because online a lot of content we uh, obsolete information Mm -hmm. outdated. So yeah, uh, it's better to pay attention to these topics, to trending topics, to something new and it it works well. Jim, I want to ask about mistakes. Uh, uh, I love to ask this question because in my experience, I made a lot of mistakes, Mm -hmm. a lot of mistakes. I keep doing them. Uh, I made terrible mistakes. Um, uh, and I don't know how to go ahead without doing these mistakes uh, it's part of our job to test to experiment to uh, to fail uh, and to learn uh, to go ahead so tell mistakes that we can avoid for example if we are SEO specialists, we want to get results and if you see some mistakes that companies still do from your experience list them and tell how to avoid
0: <laughs> okay number one Test everything at, in the sandbox. Do not test in production. <laughs> like mm-hmm. seriously, I know what's going to happen before you go live. Um, Number two, if you're doing a migration, have the bases covered, um, especially the, your redirects and 301s. Um, number three, and this is the, this is actually probably the biggest one when you're initially getting involved with a search engine optimization specialist, understand that you're developing a long-term relationship. And if you're not developing a long-term relationship with that specialist, you are developing a long-term relationship with the practices and techniques that go along with SEO. Cause you can't, it's not a one-off thing. I have a, I, I have a client, uh, fortune 500 corporation. I'm not allowed to say who they are. I wish I could, cause goodness, I wish I could, mm-hmm. but, um, one of the mistakes they initially made was cherry picking seo and they're this they are literally a behemoth they're never they're never going out of google's index because they're too big they're too important they're the only one of its kind but but a whole bunch of their important critical pages won't surface as frequently as they should as they do now because now they're treating seo as a marathon a long haul game the point of mentioning them though is they have a very Complicated website that's like a um, high performance car or a high performance uh, uh, machine of some sort. There's a whole bunch of fine tuned stuff that's going to break. It's, it's a website trust me something's going to break it always does someone's going to push an update or or do some technique and it's going to break something else over here and the seo's job is to be aware of all of that and figure out how that breakage other effects or doesn't affect the website in relation to passing information around um and it always does that's the, the role of an seo is to be the the the, the uh, johnny on the spot for almost everything um because we're the ones who notice stuff first um, so, again, the third, third biggest mistake is not understanding that, that SEO is a long-term relationship. You can't cherry-pick. There's no one-offs. Um, you can improve your website, great, but there's work to do long into the future. So that, that would be my, 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 my three. Oh, and, and number four, ignoring schema. Moving into an AI world, everything is schema. Everything is describing uh, information to the machine so the machine can understand the information it's looking at.
1: Uh, By the way, about uh, your point, the third point that SEO takes time, you need to be patient. I don't know any digital marketing channel that works fast, including paid marketing. I know companies that lost 500k to get zero clicks with paid marketing. (laughs) So it takes time to craft this landing page. To uh, learn, collect data about customers, uh, to set up the right message. It takes time. I I have no idea how to become an Instagram star overnight. It takes time. Mm -hmm. SEO is the same, you know. Mr. Beast spent 18 months to get first 1,000 subscribers. Today, I don't know how much he has, like 200 million subscribers Mm -hmm. on YouTube. But... 18 months to get first thousand subscribers. He didn't give up. It's the same with SEO. You can fail. That's okay. Just go ahead to learn from that. Uh, I'm against black methods. Black Hat SEO. Probably even if you can't cheat the system, you need to know the system will work to find and figure out about you and you can lose a lot more because it's not only to uh, get PBM backlinks. It's more about crafting high quality content. If you craft high quality content and your links will destroy the rest, it doesn't work. So I'm not sure it's a good idea. And it's better to play by rules to go ahead because all digital marketing channels take time, including paid marketing uh, to find great specialists who can uh, create the right message in paid marketing to be creative on that to create this landing page. It also takes time. Uh, Yeah, so I I love all your points. I agree. And Jim, I want to ask about your experience. Uh, You have this uh, great experience, a lot of experience. And I I uh, like to learn from specialists who started before digital. I I like to read these books because uh, all these books offers uh, try to satisfy customers, user intent, not algorithms. Uh, And today I think human beings can't recognize these algorithms, including people on Google. Uh, I read some studies that people in Google don't understand how AI can uh, rent websites, how AI can do it. I think it's the same with LinkedIn, Instagram, at any channel.
0: Uh, all. Let me tell you this, if you're yeah. ever getting imposter syndrome, if you're ever feeling like the world is moving faster than you're intellectually keeping up with, remember there are people working at Google, who yeah. feel the algorithm has gotten out of control, and they don't know how it works. Anymore. It's probably, it's probably five or six people who could legitimately say they know how this works. Um, and I'm not sure that they're telling the truth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I, I think uh, today it's very important to create content for human beings. And to think less about algorithms, for example, Neil Patel. He spoke on my podcast that he doesn't have time to read SEO news. Um, I I can't read a teeny percent of new information that is coming every single day. And if Neil Patel can see uh, the traffic is dropped, then he can learn, okay, something is wrong. I need to do something, uh, but he doesn't spend time to learn SEO news, but because he needs more time to create content to uh, use methods that work. So I'm on the same boat. Uh, when I open SEO news, I see wow today plus 100 articles uh, plus uh, 50 videos on YouTube. I have no time to consume this content. So yeah, and but I think if you think about customers, user intent, you will be fine. And Jim, uh, my, my question about your experience, uh, what they found that I get great results with clients who understand SEO. If they understand then we can go ahead now to create high quality content, to think more about traffic value. If they don't I usually tell them, take my course, learn on Google, learn on YouTube. I don't care how you can learn, just get the basic. And you started uh, in this journey even i think before seo <laughs> and today you uh, you pass all this long way you know so uh, tell what will you do today if you started from scratch without having this knowledge skills it's your first day you know that google exists you know that google can rank. you can get results from google but you have no idea how it works, you have no idea about content. So it's your first day. What will you do if you start from scratch?
0: Get my merchant marines license and be a sailor. Yeah. Yeah. I can honestly like I don't I would be terrified if I was trying to get into this industry today. The rapidity of change. Um there, there's 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 no course material that can that can prepare you of course. for going to work one day. Um it's your it's it's your third week. It's, uh, so, so you got your first job as an SEO in October, 2022, and you learned all the basics, you had it down, you knew everything that, that about site structure, you knew everything you needed to know about um, uh, how pages are created, everything, right? About how content is created and deployed, everything. And then November, 2002 comes along and ChatGPT is introduced and all the basics change. If you get into the industry today, you have a knowledge base that is probably three or four weeks old. And then something new is going to come along. Now, if you've, if you've been in the industry for a while, you understand this happens. This happens all the time. You you, um, you have a great deal of knowledge that you've acquired the entire time you've been working. You've been working since 2008 in this industry. You've got like um, 15, 16 years of, of knowledge under your belt. Um, I've been I've been working um, eight years longer. I've got that much that much information in in my head, so I don't need to. Um, I I can take the time to study the new information. Um, in fact, on 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 another window, I have uh, several sheets open, um, learning about um, uh, uh, how to deal with responsive design and um, uh, PWAs, um, Progressive Web Apps. Um, creates a cluster with images let me tell you um and intuitive layout shift etc i have the time to do that research right now because i have years of knowledge behind me if i was getting into the industry now i'd have to acquire those years of knowledge and also brush up on the new not brush up on be an expert on the new stuff so you and me we're lucky people assume that we're experts on the new stuff because we're experts on the old stuff If you're um, a young person in the industry today, you need to find a way to distinguish yourself. Um, Be that in your company, um, with your clients, or on the greater web. Um, Dare I say it by doing something crazy like having a weekly podcast or writing articles or something. Um, It's really hard. I remember when Neil, you mentioned Neil Patel earlier. Neil's a CEO Um, He doesn't have time to do the in the trenches stuff mostly. But I remember years and years and years ago when Neil was a 16 year old kid and he was phoning every major SEO writer, myself included. And he'd have us on the phone for sometimes hours because he was a fascinating conversation. And this kid was just calling people who he knew were experts in the field and hoovering information out of their heads. And the cool thing was the longer you talk to them, um he'd start giving you ideas and theories and again this is some 16 year old kid who was just really enthusiastic watching neil's um career arc has been incredibly interesting sometimes incredibly frustrating um but you know i'm i'm how to say this without sounding like a paternalistic old man i'm proud of i'm proud of neil for what he's accomplished um and the way he accomplished it in the early days was remarkable in that he took the time to study and to talk to experts, to to not only talk to experts because he was annoying as hell. God, oh my God, is Neil calling again, Jesus. But it was always an interesting conversation, you know? So I'd be working an extra hour because I spent an hour talking to him, but it was at least I got something out of that hour. He gave back in in those initial conversations. Um, so that's what I mean by you find as if you're getting in the industry now, find a way to distinguish yourself, please don't call me and annoy me, find a way to distinguish yourself. Um, and, uh, uh, find a way to make connections, uh, with, other, with other SEOs, cause this is a business. If you want to have a long-term career, you live on your networks.
1: Nice, nice. Love it, love it. And Jim, I have my final question. Uh, our podcast about SEO evolution. So we discussed about past, about present, but I want to touch the future. It's important, especially you cooperate with big companies, uh, uh, 500 fortune companies, uh, and uh, I think these companies can ask uh, what kind of innovation we can implement uh, to ask to forecast the future. And um, yeah, I'm interested your forecast. Um, Please let us know what kind of future will will be in SEO, especially I'm interested about blogging. Uh, Let me uh, explain why. Uh, For example, when uh, I started my SEO journey, I didn't write blog posts. Uh, We created e-commerce content, Google rank well, because uh, system was not ready to recognize user intent. Today, of course, uh, blog content can get more traffic than any other content Uh, according to data. 50. are coming to block content block articles and uh, but I'm not sure about the future because of AI because of chatbots and uh, even today chat GPT built how long an year and more. yeah uh, not a lot but 12 percent of people search information on AI uh, chatbots including me and sometimes, I can get much better and accurate information on chatbots than on Google. For example, I, I decided to buy Tesla uh, in Florida and uh, uh, I searched on Google, can I use self-drive feature autopilot, uh, on Tesla in Florida? And I couldn't find the answer to simple question on Google. Then I asked on uh, GPT and got this reply for a few seconds. Yeah. So uh, I don't need this great content about Tesla, about electric cars, about how it works, why I can save money uh, with gas. But I'm interested just one thing and I got this reply on GPT. So what do you think about the future in SEO, especially about blogging?
0: this is this is for uh, Google and Bing um, uh, anthropic uh, and anybody else who's working with uh, with AI this is for you Dave Davies at weights and measures um, it's going to be all about attribution moving forward you get a you get um, AI is training on um, large data sets uh, be that a um, a bucket LLM so that's like a closed system LLM or the entire Internet, as with ChatGPT 4.5 on Anthropic, Grok, et cetera. Um, AI is about summarizing information that it reads. It doesn't surprise me that you're able to get an answer on, can I use this self-driving feature under these kind of circumstances in this jurisdiction faster through AI than you can through the open web? Because you live in a very specific place that has probably has its own rules on the on the use of self-driving technology. I know I live in Ontario and we have we have different rules than they, than they do in New York state. Um, so Google is gonna give you the traditional 10 blue links are gonna give you options to choose from and you gotta read those and decide which is the right link. And you may choose the wrong link. So you gotta back out and go back to the 10 blue links and choose another one or refine your search. AI on the other hand is just gonna read everything that has to do with that topic and give you a summary and somewhere in that summary is probably the answer to your question given that it's using your question uh to prompt what it's looking for um attribution is going to be everything where did you draw that information from now the problem with ai is it doesn't know where it drew the information from it just has this massive word salad um of everything it's ever read and it's predicting what should come next in the um in the way it interprets your question how would um most people structure an answer how would most writers have structured the answer to this question um so if you're looking for really specific information well somebody in the in in fort lauderdale florida wrote this for that jurisdiction um and again i think it would it would really come down to the prompts you use. but google has to somehow move people from the summary in chat gpt and we'll see what gemini does i'm re- i'm really interested in, in in the um because in chat gpt or i'm sorry um uh uh, uh sge and mm-hmm. in at the end of december and assumably gemini is going to be the evolution that comes next um so we'll see i mean it's yeah even gemini after the tricks they pulled with those videos but like um we'll see what happens um if google can attribute where it gets information from um I, i'm i'm here to sell soap i'm here to sell um paintball guns i'm here to sell cars i'm here to sell um flowers different florists um if google can attribute Uh, the information to that florist in uh charlotte in charlotte north carolina i win if it can't i need to find a way to make that happen yeah love it love it and i think you know my opinion
1: it doesn't matter what will be with aco customers have attention and they can switch attention to other channels But SEO doesn't teach how to rank websites, of course, it teaches but it teaches how to create high quality content, how to earn backlinks that will bring authority, brand recognition, even traffic. So uh, how to increase website speed, it works at any channel. If you know how to create high-quality content, you can create for other channels as well. Uh, And uh, marketers on TV and radio didn't lose their jobs. They adapted to digital. (laughs) We can do it the same. So if you have SEO skills, you can move to any other channel. Whatever chatbots will bring. uh, Augmented reality, I don't know. Uh, And I don't care. Just get experience with channels that work today. Adapt fast and you will be fine. You can beat. Uh, your competitors at any channel Jeep, it's it's a big pleasure to get to my show to learn from you one more time i love this experience say the best way how to keep learning from you how to reach out to you how to
0: follow you okay i'm kind of a digital <laughs> as crazy as it sounds i'm kind of a digital recluse um my website i haven't got my website in months um you can follow me by listening to webcology on uh on uh, wmr.fm you can go to google bing your favorite search engine type in webcology and we are we are distributed at every fine podcast distribution point um i sometimes write for the major trade journals i used to have weekly columns i don't do that as often anymore um facebook sometimes uh twixter um but yeah i'm uh, I, sh- I gotta spend a lot more time in the social environment and i gotta spend a lot more time being less of a digital recluse but mm-hmm. um yeah webcology is easily the easiest way to, to follow what i'm saying and facebook's probably the easy- i'm old facebook's probably the easiest way to follow my life mm-hmm. um, nice yeah. yeah i will be getting back on the conference circuit eventually when i get around to it
1: awesome i got it yeah it depends on priorities
0: it's tough to I've been doing this for a lifetime, like a half or a half, literally half my lifetime. Um, After a while, you start wanting to draw back because there's so much, there's so much energy to put out there and I I still have a love for the industry. But, you know, there's A, you get tired and B, there's people like you. There's there's younger people who should be moving into where I'm at. And um, after a while, I begin to feel a bit like a doorstop, right? um when there's so many other people who really should be taking that space yeah
1: nice nice love it love jim it's a big pleasure to get on the show again i love this experience i'm going to follow you uh i'm pretty sure that my audience will follow too just open webcology you can find other social media accounts in the description below listen all uh, us on apple google spotify and see you next time
0: thanks for tuning in to unmiss enjoyed the show drop us a review on your favorite platform and help us spread the digital marketing wisdom see you next episode